0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: Good morning, and thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley.
0: And I am Dylan Reinhardt.
1: I'm Amy Walsh. And we're here at the Newman Center in Brookings, South Dakota. Thanks for joining us, Amy. We'll just jump right into it. Yes. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Amy. Um, to give you all a background of who Amy is, she has been my teammate the past, going on almost two years now because of wrapping up this second year here in Brookings. Um, but yeah, Amy comes from a lot of different places. I'm not going to steal your thunder. So Amy, can you just start by giving us an introduction of who you are, where you come from, which majored in, all that fun stuff?
3: Yeah, sure. So yeah, my name is Amy Walsh, like I said. Um, I have moved around a lot. So I've lived in Illinois, Michigan, Washington. My parents live in Texas now. (laughs) I went to college in Idaho at Boise State University, Mm. graduated in 2019, uh, majored in philosophy, Mm. minored in Spanish. Mm. And I'm a grad student now in counseling. Um, right after college, I became a missionary. So Mm. this is my third year as a focused missionary. Um, and it's my last year, too, so I'm leaving after this mm. year. Wow. So,
1: Three yeah. years. That's yeah. awesome. Where have you been before um, for Kings?
3: Okay, so, yeah, my first year with Focus, I was at Washington State University mm. um, in Pullman, Washington. And then I've been here these past two years.
2: Mm. Awesome.
3: So last year and this year.
2: Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that, Amy. Mm-hmm. It's so fun to be here. Um, what inspired you? We're going to start with this question. What inspired yeah. you um, yeah, to apply to be a full-time missionary? I know there were some ups and downs in that process, but would love to hear what like, that inspiration is um, that yeah caused you to give three years of your life, fundraising your salary, and just pouring out love and God's grace onto a college campus.
3: Yeah, yeah that's a good question. Um, I was pretty resistant to becoming a missionary <laughs> originally. I loved my missionaries on campus, mm. and I think part of me thought that I wasn't really good enough to also do mm. it um, become a missionary, but as I was graduating, I just like really reflected on how much they had done for me mm. and just the ways that they that their invitations brought me closer to the Lord, mm. the way they invited me into friendship and taught me how to pray um, and just invited me into like a deeper Catholic community than mm. I thought I could have when I came to college. and yeah, I just felt like the Lord asking me to make that same gift of myself as I graduated mm. so um yeah and and then since then it's just been really beautiful to Amen. see how that yes has brought so many people into my life and Amen. brought me closer to the lord than i was then way more
2: so mm, mm, yeah. amen amen
1: i love that you just say a yes and you don't even know what you're saying yes it yeah. just keeps giving and overflowing three years later here you are yeah, pretty much
2: <laughs> in south dakota who would have ever thought not me oh man so what's one of your favorite parts before we get into just like counseling and mental health um what have been some of your experiences some of the highs and some of the lows on mission would love to hear both sides
3: yeah I think the highs definitely include the the people that I've met, um, all the teammates that I've had, mm. all the students that have become such close friends of mine, mm. that I think those friendships will continue once I leave Focus. Amen. So, I, I knew that I was going to meet really amazing people, but I think that expectation was exceeded, and... The, the highs for me are definitely the moments mm. that I spent with people and the friendships that I've formed.
2: Amen. Amen.
3: And, um, yeah, the lows, <clears throat> I think, especially my first year, I came in thinking that I was going to be with people all the time and I was gonna be super busy and I was never gonna have a moment to myself. And I was a lot more alone than mm. I thought I was going to be. Mm. I spent a lot of time alone. And then the Pandemic started, like, mm-hmm. right when I became a missionary, basically. Ugh. I had one normal semester on campus and then went into 2020. Wow. So, yeah, I think the lows are de- definitely are just, uh, yeah, the expectation that I was going to be with people all the time mm-hmm. and then that not being true. Mm-hmm. And, and I've found moments where, by myself, more than I thought I was going to be yeah. in the past three years. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like that's where a lot of the deeper intimacy that I've had mm-hmm. with God... Come, came from was amen. in those moments where i wasn't surrounded by other people mm. and so it's like okay i guess i guess this is a perfect time <laughs> to turn to the lord <laughs>
2: Yeah, amen. <laughs>
3: because i don't know who else i'm going to talk to right now so amen hello but but i found found the good in that amen too,
2: so it's like transformed it's yeah. so beautiful it's like when you're in that time where you're like oh nobody's around and it's quiet and i've been working a lot this week <laughs> all these insecurities are popping up. Mm -hmm. Everything's trying to poke at my brain. What do I do, Jesus? Um, It's really beautiful. I think it's a part of being a missionary that a lot of people really don't think of. I think anybody in active ministry, priests probably know this more than anybody and sisters and everything is like, you do paint those expectations and you get into it. You're like, whoa, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Or, you know, like that time when you sit down and quiet and you're like, oh my goodness, there's so much that went left unprocessed in the past week or two weeks or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is really beautiful to hear how that is part of, yeah, part of that transformation too. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Thanks for sharing that, Amy. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any questions before we...
1: Yeah, I mean, just when you said that your first year was a COVID year, Mm. that just, like, boggles my brain. Just, I can imagine. I I feel like that's probably a segue into the mental Mm. health discussion, but that just boggles my brain that... I don't know that focus missionaries were even still active at that point, Mm. you know, like I didn't even think of that.
2: It was, it was pretty crazy. We were heavenly or highly encouraged to continue online and keep outreaching and talking to students and being with them and walking with them Mm. presented a very interesting dynamic because you're at home, you're like sitting on your computer, like videoing in like eight hours a day and you get done. Like, I feel like I did nothing today, but I know I did a lot today. What (laughs) is actually going on? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. How was that experience? Like coming in first year missionary covid hitting and also like that isolation especially in such a vulnerable year as a first year as a missionary on campus
3: yeah it was really exciting going into that first Mm. year and i mean no one really saw what happened to the world with covid coming Mm. and that was my 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 perspective too And yeah, I'm going to football games and just like tailgating and partying with students and just like having a great time, like with all these, like these bigger groups of people Mm. and fall outreach is what we do at the beginning of the year where we meet like a ton of students. And so, um, yeah, I met a lot of people and then going into that next semester, that's when um pandemic started. I was in Washington, too, so it was one of the more stricter states mm. as far as guidelines go. So it was, like, yeah, very much locked down, couldn't leave my house. Mm. And, yeah, it was a lot of Zoom, but but there was a lot of fear in students. And even, even like, logging on to a Zoom Bible study, I think, was overwhelming for them mm, in certain ways. And so... I have, like, these pictures still that I took of just me on my Zoom screen by myself. Like, I just stayed on Zoom for, like, half an hour waiting for someone to show up, and sometimes no one would Mm. come, and I would just, like, Mm. be sitting there by myself. But thankfully, uh, one of my teammates stayed, and we got to spend a lot of time together, Mm. and so that helped, and and that friendship really strengthened over that time, too. So yeah i honestly didn't have a ton of things to do because even the zooms that we had scheduled weren't always um yeah people didn't want to to hop on so
2: that's so crazy so crazy her teammate that first year it's kind of funny providential that amy's here too is she was actually my small group leader on the first retreat i ever went to on high school i'm a little bit older than she is but i'm like all of these things connect i remember (laughs) when i called her the first time like your teammate is Kayla. Like, what? What in the world is happening <laughs> yeah. right now? Which is really That's funny. Awesome. Um, so all things come back around, you know, and they all converge in Brookings, South Dakota. No, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. They do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, Amy would love to hear just some thoughts about. You know, especially with COVID coming in. I know that was a very isolating time, but just what you're doing with counseling and just your thoughts on the importance of focusing on healing in the mental health realm and how that applies to our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of an open-ended question. Take that wherever you want. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
3: Yeah. So I started going to school at the beginning of this third year or so mm. in the summer and I'm I'm at Divine Mercy University. It's based out of Virginia, but it's Mm. a online school, online Catholic school, and I'm pursuing a degree in clinical mental health counseling. Mm. And it's really never something that I really imagined for myself. Uh, Yeah, I majored in philosophy, and people asked me what I was going to do with that, and I did not have an answer for them. So I really, I never thought I would, I maybe did think I was going to go back to school, but definitely didn't know what Mm. that was going to be for. And so it's been really beautiful to see just kind of the pieces come together and how much of a yeah good fit I feel like mm. counseling um, school has been for me. Mm. And and I really desire to yeah graduate and pursue a career in counseling. Mm. Um, and I think part of that is stems from how important my healing journey has been mm. in the growth in my relationship with the Lord and in my faith. Uh, my, my missionary in college, she really modeled this very well for me. She mm. was very, um, yeah, very focused on her healing. And that's when I started to learn about woundedness mm. and the, the block that that is to our intimacy with the Lord. Mm. And how at the root of, of our sin is a deeper woundedness that needs to be healed. That was the first time that I'd ever heard anything like Mm. that was in college. Mm. And I also initially had this perception like, oh, nothing super horrible has happened to me. So therefore I don't have any wounds. I don't Mm. need any healing. (laughs) There's nothing I need (laughs) from God in that realm. Um, And that was just really, really far from the truth. And yeah, I, I started to really pursue healing in college, really as I was going into being a missionary, uh, after, after a breakup and then going into being a missionary and just feeling like I had no idea what I was doing and what I was getting into. And I felt really broken. I felt really weak mm-hmm. and I just felt the Lord inviting me into this healing. And that came through learning about it. And that also mm-hmm. came through just like a different openness to being healed mm. and getting rid of this idea that I didn't have any like growth to do or any healing to receive. Amen. So, yeah.
2: Amen. I imagine there's a lot of people that are kind of in that boat too, especially when we walk in the faith of like, Yeah. Do I actually have wounds that need to be healed? Am I actually in a place where I need this right now? Um, Which we'll jump back into and we can talk about after this short break that we take. So we're with Amy Walsh right now. Going to take a quick break and we'll be back talking a little bit about how mental health and the faith truly intersect and how God desires our healing. So we're more ready to receive him and receive his love and his mercy and his plan for our lives. So we will be back after this short break.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Teresa Curley.
0: And I am Dylan Reinhardt.
1: I'm Amy Walsh.
2: <laughs> and we are here in Brookings, South Dakota today at Pius Twelfth Newman Center. Um, I've had a great morning talk to deacon this morning and now we're with amy walsh um we're just diving into the importance of just focusing in on healing in areas that apply to mental health and how that intertwines with the faith and our relationship with god um yeah amy do you want to jump back in with just what you've seen the question of like what you've seen as an obstacle to people recognizing that maybe they need to go to counseling or that counseling is not a bad thing, like that more perception, what have you seen as people's view of counseling of mental health on the ground as a missionary?
3: Yeah, that's a great, really good question. Mm. <laughs> a hard one. Mm. But yeah, I think that a big thing that I've noticed and that I've noticed in myself too, is that there's, there's a sort of shame around going to counseling Mm. and around recognizing mental health problems and i think a lot of that can come from um yeah can come from people within the church and can come from this idea that if i struggle mentally if i'm afraid if i'm anxious if i'm Mm. depressed then i just don't believe in god enough Mm. i don't have faith i like there's something wrong with me because i can't get it together and have enough faith in God Mm. to, like, overcome this struggle. And I definitely encountered that within my own heart. And when I recognized that I, yeah, I really wanted to go to counseling and, like, seek Mm. help for anxiety, I noticed this kind of voice inside of me of, like, but don't you you have enough faith? Like, Mm. doesn't your faith in God, like, isn't that enough? Like, do you really need... Help? Like, do you really need someone else? And I feel like that—that that is just, like, yeah, the voice of the evil one mm. wanting to keep us from something that could help. There's, like, we've all heard, like, funny stories of, like, oh, I want God to send me a sign. And so <laughs> God sends a boat. And then they're, like, no, God's going to save me. And then God <laughs> sends, like, something else, like, another boat or whatever. Yeah. And he's, like, no, like, God's going to save me. Mm. I don't need help. Um, and then he dies. And the story is, like... Yeah, he goes to heaven and God, um, he asked God, like, why didn't you save me? I thought you were going to save mm. me. He said, I literally sent, like, seven boats <laughs> trying to save you and you didn't get in any of them. Mm. So I feel like I think of that when I think of just, yeah, we can, like, take the help mm. that that is here. And that's why it's so beautiful that there's, there's so many, like, Catholic counselors mm. and Christian counselors now because it really does align with um, mind, body, and soul of the human person mm. that we're, we're like this mind, body, soul composite. And when we try to like separate one from the other, it's not going to work and mm. we're not going to actually receive the healing that the Lord wants for us. And so trying to like, yeah, heal our mental health without God isn't going to work. Mm. Um, but also trying to like force ourselves to just figure it out ourself. Mm. And even sometimes like, yeah, bringing it to prayer. Sometimes that isn't enough. Sometimes it is. Like, mm-hmm. our faith really can help us overcome. Mm-hmm. Obviously can help us overcome anxiety and depression Amen. and any other mental illness that people struggle with. Um, people of faith are often less anxious and less depressed mm-hmm. because we have a greater hope in the Lord mm-hmm. that a lot of the world doesn't have if they don't believe in God and have a relationship with Him. So, I think they go hand in hand. Like Truly. People of faith can struggle less. And there is this hope that we have no matter what kind of struggle we face. But at the same time, no one should feel ashamed if they mm. need help. That isn't um, just mm. going to prayer or talking to their friends. Like sometimes we do need to go to a professional and, and to talk to someone. So, Amen. Yeah.
2: Amen. Thanks for sharing that, Amy. Mm. Something that comes to mind is just the idea of trauma, trauma being Like something that we're not ready to process or we're not able to process. And like thinking about this last semester here in Brookings is really hard. We had a student that graduated that took his own life. And like processing through that, I was close with this man. He was a good fishing buddy and friend. And been to a mission trip on Mexico City or to Mexico City with him. And I just remember going to the chapel. I'm like, Lord. I have no idea how to process through this. And it was so beautiful because like, Dylan, I have this gift for you. Like I have this gift of people that I have revealed like how to know the human mind and how to process through these things. Like don't run away from that help. Don't think that you have to do this on your own because yeah, like you need to know how to process these things in a healthy way. And I could see very quickly of like, it'd been easy to go down different paths that would have seemed like the right path to go to in my mind at that time, but actually would not have been healing. It would have been more detrimental and like wounding in the long run or just me running away from, yeah, like what's actually going on, which is really beautiful, really beautiful passion to be going into counseling Um, in a very real application to just like taking what you know about mission and intertwining that with like clinical counseling. I feel like you're going to be set up to change a lot of lives, Mm -hmm. which would be really cool. Really cool. Yeah, but it's that recognition. Like, there's always that voice. And don't do it. You don't need to go and do that. Like, you're being weak because you're going to see a counselor. You're being weak because you have these emotions that you're not comfortable with. And it's like, man, especially after talking about the stations of the cross and everything, you know, how much does Jesus model that? Like, he literally has Simon. Help him. Yeah, Like, mm-hmm. Jesus himself, got himself. Invited helping in, which is really beautiful. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. What would you say to people that might be listening right now? You know, that maybe are struggling with anxiety or struggling with depression, that are afraid to go to counseling or to mm-hmm. seek counseling. Um, yeah, some tidbits of advice of how to take courage and um, yeah, seek out that help that may be needed.
3: Yeah, I would say, um, I would say first, yeah, just don't be ashamed of mm. of wanting that help or needing that help. Mm. And then with the fear, I think that sometimes it takes time to find the right counselor. And Mm. so I think going into it with an open mind and recognizing, yeah, maybe the first person that I sit down with isn't going to be a good fit with Mm. me. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with me. Um, I just maybe need a better fit. So Mm. I think oftentimes there's a lot of fear of like, this needs to work this certain way Mm -hmm. or like... I'm never doing this again, right? like <laughs> never going back here. Amen. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes it takes some time to find someone who you, you like really connect with and who you feel mm. like understands you. And that's perfectly okay. Um, that was my experience. Like I had to go to a few different counselors mm. to find someone that I really feel was helping. And, and if like every session isn't helping you take a step closer mm. to the Lord and closer to healing, then that counselor probably isn't the counselor for you. Mm. And so I think, yeah I think with fear oftentimes it's like I need this to go well right now Amen. and sometimes it doesn't. so Amen. I think just having that understanding and and then just recognizing that Jesus is the one who is doing the healing mm. like Jesus is the healer. Um, counselors are still human beings, so even in pursuing um, like hopefully in pursuing a counselor who is Catholic, you're gonna be receiving um, from them the the encouragement to go to the lord and the encouragement to pray Mm. and to incorporate that in your counseling but even still that that person is not god that person Mm. is not the one who's healing and so i think the second step to like overcoming that fear is recognizing that jesus is still a healer Mm. he's still the one doing all the work and and so if it doesn't go well you can always run to him like he's always going to be there and he's he's the one working
2: so Mm. That's very beautiful. Thanks for sharing, Amy. Yeah,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. for sure. Amy, what's next for you? You said that this is your final year at Focus, so where are you going from here?
3: Yeah, so I'm going to, I'm part-time in school right now, so I'm going to go full-time when I uh, leave Focus, Mm -hmm. and so hopefully graduate in a little over two years, and um, I'm going to move to Texas, and that's where my family lives right now, so I'm going to go move there with them and spend some time there. And mm. I don't really honestly know what I'm doing, <laughs> <laughs> what the exact path is. Um, but I'm excited to, to get to really commit to school and, mm. and dive in a little deeper and to give my time there. And, mm. and yeah, it'll be really fun to be with my family. And we have other family who lives right around there and my family... In general, has never lived around other family. We've oh, yeah. um, never had extended family like mm. right next door. And I have cousins now in Texas, and my aunt and uncle who live like three minutes um, so away. So, Such a gift. yeah, wow. yeah. So it'll be fun to be around family and much warmer there. I mean, I love South Dakota. <laughs> it'll be hard to leave, but um, maybe I won't miss the
2: winters as much. <laughs> you
3: come visit us in February next yeah, year. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Well, we only have a minute left, but do you have any final thoughts or reflections you'd like to share with our listeners about mental health and Catholicism?
3: Yeah, I think, I think the last thing I would say is just to, yeah, to recognize that, that you can be faithful and you can also have fear Mm. and that's okay. Um, Jesus tells us not to be afraid, but he also tells us that, we can run to Him when we are weary, and we can come to Him um, in whatever state we're in. Mm. And so um, run to Jesus, and if you're afraid, that's okay. It doesn't mean you don't have enough faith in mm. God, um, mm. because He loves you anyways. So, Amen. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so
1: much, Amy. Mm. All right. Thank you. We were just visiting with Amy Walsh, a Focus Missionary at SDSU, and we're going to take a quick break, but stay with us, because we have more Real Presence Live coming after this.